0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW.
1: Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here talking to you about sex and everything else uh, that goes along with it. And believe me, everything is related to sex, even commercial leasing. If you want to know why, just let me know. (laughs) You can call me 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell The other thing is I do have a prize to give out this half hour, or this hour, I guess. Uh, A little air tech twist for you guys, or for the man in your life. Give me a call. Give me the best Father's Day advice you have had Um, from your father. That's something that's so good you would pass it on to your own children. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. We're going to be talking about uh, why the sex stops after having children and what you can do about that. Also, how to have better orgasms. Many women don't experience orgasms at all and don't realize the importance of that. Um, By the same token, they don't realize the importance of having sex in the marriage. It's not just, or the relationship. It is not limited to men or women not wanting to have sex with men. Men don't want to have sex with women. And I learned that on my TEDx feed. So many women wrote, she got it all wrong. She... You know, My husband doesn't want to have sex with me. What about when the guy doesn't want to have sex with me? A lot of women wrote that about their husbands. <laughs> anyway, um, so that is also an issue. It doesn't happen as commonly, but it certainly does happen. And when it does happen, when a man does not want to have sex with a woman that he's in a relationship with, it is not only just as damaging, it's even more hurtful so uh, it it's it can relate or, or it can lead to loneliness and embarrassment, shame, especially people don't talk about why they don't want to have sex. So women don't want to have sex with men. Men don't want to have sex with women. It's getting to the root of the problem. But also, to begin with, you need to realize why it is that your partner doesn't want to have sex with you that often. And uh, you can have an anger issue, and a lot of guys have anger issues and they don't even realize that they have this anger issue, and if they do, then they're in denial about it. Denial is a drug. So that, you know, I had uh, a a couple in my clinical practice, and she said he had an anger issue, and he denied it, and then he went on a rant. He went on a a verbal rampage, and I just thought, oh, my gosh. You know, like, that would turn anybody off. So know thyself, most important information that you uh, can have. We're going to talk about testosterone levels and what that can do to your... Libido. Also, going to be talking about uh, uh, what you want out of life and, uh, you know, how to be, it's really kind of how to lead a successful life. We all say we want to have a great life. We want to have an easy life. We want to have great sex. We want to have money. We want to be well respected we want to be admired. And, uh, you know, we want to be that person. We want to be the guy or the woman that, you know, we want to be like them. But that's easier said than done. And so we often ask people, what do you want out of life? And you say that and you say, I want my children to be happy. I want my children to have, I want to be happy. Or, you know, uh, today we're having Father's Day. So, you know, people might say, you know, I just want to raise children who are happy. Well, what does that mean? It's pretty nebula- nebulous. Nebulous. Uh, it's pretty vague. And, uh, and I think the better question is, what do you want out of life? And what are you willing to struggle with to get that? Uh, you know, what, what are you willing to struggle for? What pain are you willing to endure? What sacrifices are you willing to make in order to reach your goal? What risks will you take? Are you okay with delayed gratification? Because a lot of people want this instant gratification. I have to laugh. I see, okay, you know when you know people, you know the real people, and then they put all this stuff on Facebook and LinkedIn. There have been more people who have become the CEO of, I say nothing. (laughs) They make up the company. So they've actually not worked their way up to whatever. They but it's you're you're to congratulate them because they're now the CEO of some new made up company that just got started on Wednesday or whatever. And uh I know this couple and so uh they are they've been CEOs and you know VPs of you know Sort of startup companies, companies where they're raising money, so they haven't earned the money. They're just taking money from other people with false promises because they're delivering false promises. They're saying if you invest in this particular thing, uh, you will, you know, get a huge return on your investment and overpromise and underdeliver, and then they're the CEO, and it's so phony, and they've basically taken other people's money, and they're you know white collar criminals. Uh, But they know the laws, and they get around them, and, you know, a lot of people don't want to engage with lawyers because it's so expensive, and so they're willing to give up their $25,000 minimum investment or... You know, hundred thousand. I've heard guys say that have invested in companies like that, and then they found out that the that the person at the top, the CEO, who was who was nothing before, he might have been a photocopy boy beforehand or or a newspaper boy, and then all of a sudden he's the CEO. I mean, this one guy this is what's prompted this. Is this guy on LinkedIn? It's like this announcement has gone out. Congratulate so and so. He's the CEO of such and such, and it's just like he is such a liar and a fake and a phony. Uh, you know, he couldn't work his way up because all he can do is know how to raise money and take it from other people, unsuspecting people. If it's too good to be true, people, it is. So it's best to work hard in life. And and so that's what it takes to actually be successful. You can't just expect an amazing job to be handed to you on a silver platter or financial independence to come. You gotta do the slog, the long commutes, the the excessive paperwork, navigate dealing with people's personalities, um, have good EQ, emotional quotient. um, And even that goes the same for having a great relationship and awesome sex. But people are not willing to go through the tough conversations. They there's, there's years of silence, I, I find, in my clinical practice. There's so many hurt feelings. People have not processed their childhoods. That's why I read that poem to you earlier. If you want me to send it to you, I will. It speaks volumes about be reconciled, grow up, you know, be a man. And that's that's difficult, but... You know, I don't say it in a way of like, be a man and don't talk about your feelings. I'm like, be a man and talk about your feelings. Go through your pain. Deal with it. Don't use substances to deal with it. You know, the younger you deal with it, the, the easier it is. If you wait until you are like 75, it is way too long. You deal with something in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s. You feel hard done. You know what? You get some help because there are... There are lots of consequences when you're not self-actualized, when you have not reached your potential, but know this, happiness requires struggle. And part of that is handling the negative. That's why I say people are getting married. It's like, for better, for worse, richer, for poorer, everybody's happy. Everybody is, you know, this is going to be amazing. Don't worry about anything. Now you're walking down the aisle in that magnificent dress. The wedding is $60,000 and, uh, you know what? Don't expect troubles along the way. It's so not true. The troubles come in the form of finances, financial problems, children's issues, medical conditions, depression. Um, you know, you you just never know. Uh, you know, a, a natural disaster can occur and may impact your relationship. There are so many things that can occur. Uh, somebody may get sexual pain. Uh, from vaginismus or vestibulodynia or one of those conditions that it's just like, who's ever even heard of that? Or um, there's lots of issues around consummating the relationship. Uh, but we don't get a happy life by, by everything being perfect and good and never dealing with our troubles. You actually have to be willing to go through some of the tough times and um, you know, it's like going to the gym. It's like, or, or wanting a great bod. Okay, there's like, but apparently the dad bod is really popular <laughs> right now. Have you heard that, Matt? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I got a few
0: friends that are just like, you know what? This is the new, the this, new decade. This is the new fad. This is it. The dad Fidget bod spinners the and dad fad. bods.
1: Yeah, like what is that about? Um, women drinking, maybe? No, I don't know. Um, but you know, if you want to have a great physique and a, and a great body you got to go to the gym, you got to lift, you got to go every day, you got to go endure that physical stress for hour after hour, Uh, you have to plan what you're going to eat, you have to, uh, you know, be mindful, and you have to stay the course. Uh, You can, this way you, you know, might attract somebody better. Um, But you also have to, you know, go through the rejection Rejection's hard. We've all been rejected, except maybe you haven't been, Matt. But uh, no, (laughs) everyone has been rejected, all of us. And it's tough to go through. But you know what? You get onto the other side. Uh, You know, and that's okay. It's difficult to have that rejection because it's partly tied with sexual tension. It's partly tied with a sexual tension that gets built up and never gets released. And you know that there's there's a whole... Game to this love thing and this relationship thing. You've got to play the game, but you don't want to play games. But you just got to be in the game. You got to just try, and that's why I am not a big fan of every kid getting a trophy. I mean, that's just ridiculous. I don't know what's going to happen to this generation when they grow up. We're just raising a bunch of narcissists. Nobody can win. Nobody can come in first, second, and third place anymore. No, they have to. Everybody has to win, and we can't hurt anybody's feelings. And you know what? You learn and you grow and you develop through all of the bad things that happen to you, like we 've got you 've got to fail, failure is a gift, and if you get up after that failure, but if you want to be the best you can be, go through it. Choose how you want to suffer you know and um, it's it 's a good thing to want to suffer it 's a good thing to go through the problems and know you can get through those problems. These are questions that will change your life um and it'll help you to be a better person, be happier, sleep better at night. It's a daily drudgery. It's called practice. It's called trying again. It's called um you know getting up after you have failed. It's called getting on the scale and being happy with seeing the number go down after you have tried. You know, it's not about quitting. It's not about losing. It's about being courageous, determined, believing in yourself and going for it. I am Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here hosting this program for you, talking about ways to spice up your sex life, especially after the kids are born, because that's a big complaint from a lot of guys. And so we're going to honor that uh, complaint on Father's Day. But first I have Jim on the line. Hello, Jim.
0: Your show is, uh, is really great. I wish more people talked about sex, and <laughs> I thought you'd be a little bit healthier for it.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well,
1: that's so nice of you to say.
0: Well, it's true, right? I remember um, a psychologist I used to see one time told me they were at a conference, and uh, the speaker was uh, was a female, and she was one of the best in, in, in North America. And she had told him that if people paid as much attention to their sex lives as they do their uh, check, uh, checking account, that the society would be better off.
1: This is true, but they don't pay attention to their checkbook either, the yeah. uh you know the finances were a big problem in relationships as well,
0: Can yeah, no, unfortunately it is, and you're right, you know, and that obviously leads into lots of other problems that's but, uh,
1: right, one spending, the other saving a little a little financial discrepancy, a little desire <laughs> discrepancy so uh, do you have a question for me, Jim?
0: yeah, you bet i um we don't have any of that we uh, i just met a I met a girl about nine months ago, and um uh, we're, you know, we bought a house, and uh, I live in Lower Mainland, and and she lives in the United States, and um, we bought we bought a house, and things are going well. Both, Did you buy uh, the house both, here? No, in Bellingham, I could never afford a home, in, okay. in Mainland. Are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> even on a six figure income, I still couldn't do it. Um, we don't really have any debt. We bought this house, remodeling. Uh, things are are great. Um, she's the best partner I've ever had. Uh, we're both. I'm professionally employed. She is as well, and um, she's the first girl I've dated in years that is, is emotionally stable and and. Uh, um, You've hit I the am, jackpot. What's I the problem? Did, right? <laughs> no, I know. You know, I'm a, I'm a lucky guy. I tell her that all the time. Lots of affection. All that. All that. Um, but I'm not. One thing I'm trying to uh, work around a bit, is um, she's definitely more of a romantic person in terms of in the bedroom than what I'm used to. Um, I'm very romantic outside the bedroom, like so lots of affection, holding hands, um, positive confirmation, neither one of us have any children either, um, and, but I'm used to, you know, dating girls, um, sometimes they weren't always the most emotionally stable, but... Um, but and, they rocked uh,
1: it in the bedroom
0: yeah yeah a lot <laughs> and uh you know and not every girl that, that rocked it in the bedroom that I was with before um you know would, had big issues and um it's not like these other previous girls were mentally unstable, but a lot of them would come out of divorces and and I would always um, you know um play the savior role, and that was never a good never a good decision
1: never that. a good thing
0: and and also or jealousy issues mm-hmm. and um um, because they would tell me, you know, without being, trying to be boastful, because I don't like that, tall, attractive, have a good, have a good, have a good job. And, um, and so they would get jealous and insecure, and, and, um, I never cheated on them or anything like that. And, um, this one, this relationship, like we're going to get married and, uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to spice it up a little bit because yeah, they, the other girls really rocked it in the bedroom and, um,
1: and this one doesn't.
0: No, it's it's very much romance a lot. Yeah, and, uh, and it, I'm Is not the frequency upset. low as well? Uh, no, I would say, in all honesty, um, two to three times a week. Okay, not too bad for before the wedding. Uh, it's going
1: to decrease yeah. after the wedding, especially if any kids come along. But we've got to no, go to break them. No If you can hang on uh, and listen, if you can hang on, uh, still listen to the show. I'll answer your question after the break. I am Maureen McGrath. We're going to be talking about how to spice up your sex life in the bedroom rocket, baby. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. We are back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath uh, hosting the show for you this evening. I had a a call from Jim before the break, and I just wanted to respond to Jim's... uh, Question: I, I I don't exactly have the details from, what, what from what I can gather, he didn't give me an example, and I, I should have asked for an example. But uh, I can guess uh, things are not as uh, spicy as he might like them to be in the bedroom. And so this reminds me of, and I'm not exactly sure, but this reminds me of something that I think is important for women to realize that that uh, pleasure is important. We don't teach women about sexual pleasure ever. Um, I have not done any. Um, peer-reviewed research on this, but I certainly, whenever I'm speaking, I ask rooms of 300, 400 women, has anybody ever been taught about pleasure? Do they know the female sexual response cycle? The answer is typically no. So uh, understanding the importance of sex in a relationship uh, is important. Learning to relax, learning to experience orgasms. It's uh, not every woman experiences orgasms. I mean, and there's also you know, that point of like, you know, going back to the trough and never getting anything to drink, you know, why would you bother to go back there? So, uh, there's, there's, orgasm is just ultimate pleasure. There's just nothing else like it in life. It's, it's valuable, uh, in terms of your health. And, uh, so learning to relax is key. So, you you know, it'd be helpful to understand the problem Jim was having, um, with his part, his girlfriend uh, that he's soon going to marry, but uh, is she experiencing orgasms? Is she comfortable? Did she, Was she raised with some religious teachings that would prevent her from feeling good about sex or, or would make her feel uh, guilty um, about sex? A lot of women have that. Is she open to using sex toys in the bedroom? Uh, you know, if you can't touch yourself, who can you touch? There's, there's so much about that. You know, building up the sexual tension is important. Teasing foreplay is really important as well. Understanding and talking about fantasies, kinks, fetishes perhaps uh, would help. And, and really just having that conversation to find out what is going on. A lot of people don't realize the importance of sex in a relationship, especially after the kids are born. I'm going to get to that shortly, but right now I want to take Todd's call. Hello, Todd. <laughs> Hi,
2: how are you? Fine, thank you, how are you? Uh, good. I, I talked to you about two weeks ago or three weeks ago or, or more maybe, um, about dating and everything. I met a woman at a bus stop, uh, where I was coming from my parents' place and, uh, we just headed off right away and Filipino and where religion is, uh, born-again Christians, and uh, both divorced, and uh, have I have one daughter from my previous marriage, and she has one uh, two sons, one older one, 22 years old, and a son, eight years old. Um, so I feel meeting this person three or four times, five times, I'm ready to take to the next level in my life what I've gone through and really headed off right away with this person.
1: And you want to take it to the next level, and the next the next level is defined as?
2: Um. Well, just ask this person out on a uh, date, and okay, so
1: you're you're just in the, the person. okay, you're just in the talking stages then, and getting yeah. Have you even gotten together?
2: Um, we mostly talked about she invited me to her church and everything as well, and and whether we are talking about getting together and everything as well and doing the next step, next step in our lives.
1: Nice. Things have you gone like to the that. church
2: with her? Um, I have not, but I will. Oh, good. Uh, with her, and she did invite me and everything to go to her church and everything like that, and we just headed off right away and just started talking about different things and exchange phone numbers and everything like that. And, and that's where we're at right well, now.
1: That's so. fantastic. So I would go to the church and then see how that goes. And are you yeah. are you looking for any advice? or?
2: Um, yeah, I'm looking. I've been divorced before and I've moved on. I haven't been in a relationship 17 years or 18 years, so uh, dating anybody. So it's all new to me again in my life. And uh, uh, what do you do when you're meeting somebody else, uh, you well, know.
1: Possibly, I wouldn't percent. I wouldn't overthink it. Try not to, uh, don't live in the past. You live in depression yeah. when you live in the past. And, uh, you yeah. know, live for the moment. Don't live in the future. And, and certainly don't overthink it. Enjoy it. Go to the church. Yeah. See how it goes. Gauge her response and how you're getting along. And then, you know, maybe ask her out for coffee or dinner. Go to a movie. Um, yeah. whatever. And just, you know, just take it slow and enjoy it for what it is. Thank you so much, Todd, okay, for your call. You. Good luck. Yeah. I'm glad somebody's met somebody out there. That is fantastic. Um, so let's get back to this conversation uh, that I promised you about uh, related to Father's Day and, uh, you know, the the relationship Uh, It is a tough day for a lot of guys. Honestly, I, I get a lot of guys coming up to me after presentations or at events or wherever on the street, for crying out loud, saying that, you know, the children are a problem in the marriage. And the problem is that the kids are either sleeping in the marital bed or that the wife is so focused on the kids or that the wife is doing everything for everybody else and has nothing left at the end of the day for the husband and that the basically that the sex life has dried up so in all honesty no couple is ever the same once the children are born and one of the biggest mistakes um, a mother can make is not realizing how dangerous her sexless marriage can be and you know is today a a day that uh, the kids focus on the father and and is it the day that the wife says you know you're on your own buddy Uh, let the kids you know take care of you uh, is this a, a, a holiday, uh, let's just say a day, uh, a day of intimacy for husbands and wives, or is it uh, disregarded as well? And, you know, when sex becomes a problem over the long term, uh, women, especially if it's a, a, a relationship where there's desire discrepancy and the woman has lower sexual desire, women need to ask themselves why they are not taking time for their partners it is often the most important aspect of uh uh, of a marriage and and yet it's put on the back burner and uh, and sometimes we see these women who are super moms and overachievers they the cover girls who breastfeed for years they are um The perfect and the most wonderful mother, and by all accounts, it appears like everything is perfect in their lives, but that's not necessarily the case. We teach fathers about uh, the birth process, you know, so the uh, antenatal classes or the prenatal classes will focus quite a bit on um, what the birth is going to be like and supporting the woman who is giving birth, or in in a same sex relationship, supporting still the woman, but uh, it, you may be in a same sex relationship with another woman. But we so we we educate or teach the supporting partner about uh, how to get through that labor and delivery and birth, and and oftentimes prior to the birth of a child, especially the first one. There's so so much closeness and bonding because you're shopping for cribs and you're, you know, getting the nursery all set up and then it's really exciting. And there's nothing like the first child. It's like, there's like, it's like teenage love. There's nothing like it ever again. And, um, so there's this, um, this whole idea that you're so close and, but we also send these messages to men that, Uh, after, you know, your role after the birth is to provide for this child. And so that can put undue pressure on men. So we don't really educate men. uh, And often men have not had sexual intercourse for 10 months because of the pregnancy. Maybe there's hyperemesis gravidarum, there's a word for you, or excessive nausea and vomiting throughout the pregnancy uh, maybe men, I, I heard that, uh, I've heard from men that they think that they can't have sex uh, when their wife is pregnant. I, I heard a 32-year-old guy say that recently. Um, and after the baby is born, the mother always puts, or, or often, not always, sorry, often may put the child first. Um, because that child is satisfying all her needs. And there, you know, a lot of guys think that the disinterest in sex is reflective of the disinterest in the guy. There's also other physical changes that occur, sheer exhaustion, staying up at night, breastfeeding, mastitis. There are numerous reasons why women do not take an active interest in sex after the baby is born. The release of prolactin will also decrease a woman's libido. And uh, that release of prolactin goes along with breastfeeding. And what do we do? We we say breast is best, and uh, so we put that pressure on women. Uh, but the release of prolactin will also lead to low sexual desire, and also body image has another is another contributing factor to all of this. And there's an association between sex and pregnancy and, and, you know, contraception is an issue that needs to be discussed. And, and perhaps she doesn't want to be pregnant again. Also, there can be sexual pain, vaginal pain, vaginal dryness uh, can occur after during pregnancy, after pregnancy, while somebody's on the oral contraceptive pill, while they're breastfeeding, because there's alterations in estrogen, and uh, the only thing that I recommend is Gynatroph, which is a hormone-free personal moisturizer for any of you moms out there who're experiencing some vaginal dryness. But also, there is um, uh, there's there's other treatments. Uh, well, there's a laser, but that's not for pregnant or postpartum women. Uh, that's for uh, perimenopausal perimenop- women mainly. But the, this can start out as a short-term problem, but then men have these unrealistic expectations about sex as well. And often the the advice from doctors is no sexual intercourse, no penetrative sex until six weeks after the baby has been born. But, you know, there's not a lot of talk about resuming a sex life after a baby is born. We don't have that conversation. And then men often feel that they're left out uh, and, you know, it, they can... Women can feel that the conversation about sex is maybe a chauvinistic one and that, uh, you know, it's we we need to uh, talk about the the sex conversation. We need to have that sex talk during those prenatal classes, because even six months down the road, a lot of couples haven't even resumed the sex life a year, two years after the baby was born. And so there's so many. Aspects that the, the partner or the father has been forgotten in these birth-related issues. And, um, you know, the, the man is sort of an extension of women's needs. He's almost never acknowledged, if ever, as, as his own person or his the role that he plays in this. And this is a sex after children are born is vital. Having your kids in the marital bed... Take them out. They need to be able to fall asleep by themselves. They need to learn that. That's a skill. They'll have lifelong sleep problems. Um, it's it's difficult to stay in a marriage, and I mean fully commit to the marriage without going outside of the marriage, if sex never resumes in the marriage. Uh, there can be extramarital sex to find that sexual satisfaction that many people need, in the in a marriage, and that can lead to a, another whole host of other problems as well. Most marriages break up within the first eighteen months after the baby is born, and and certainly, uh, the problems can be traced back to the lack of sex or that postnatal period. So, um, couples that have not made love for a long time after birth may have more difficulty restarting their sex life. I could go on and on about this, but today is a day we are reminded of this. I hear from so many patients, uh, male patients or male listeners, male emailers, that this is an issue. Since the kids arrived, the sex dropped. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Maureen McGrath here. We are into the home stretch on Father's Day. (laughs) I did have an email about uh, a woman. Is this it? Anyway, I've had a million emails, but this one, Hi, Maureen, I really enjoyed your presentation at the Seniors Expo in Langley. I was sitting in the front row with my friends. I really wanted to talk to you after the show, but I had an appointment. I just ordered the Womanizer. I hope it is all you said it would be. I really thought your presentation was informative. I plan to listen to your radio show. Check out your website, which you can too, www.backtothebedroom.ca. But getting back to the womanizer, I actually sent one to a friend back east, and, uh, she's a better friend now, no. And she wrote back and said, wow, the womanizer is amazing. It's a clitoral suckling device, and it actually, I treat, uh, patients with, uh, primary anorgasmia with the womanizer, and, uh, they are just, uh, it's, it's a great therapeutic device, uh, but it's not just for women who can't experience orgasm. In fact, it's not for the faint of orgasm. There's eight settings on it. But uh, I said we should change the name to the Wow-manizer. Anyway, because <laughs> she was like, wow, that was amazing. Anyway, and the Womanizer certainly is an amazing sex toy. It's the only one I sell on my website because it's, uh, you know, you I, you, you got you to go for it, right? you got to go for the top. Why not have the best? If you can have the best, have the best. And so I just don't waste my time with anything else. Also, uh, I wanted to just talk about we're, we're into the Father's Day thing. There's a lot of pressure on guys today. And there's I, I came across this article, and it's like, if your husband does these 10 things, you hit the marriage jackpot. And I, I pretty much disagree with all of them because they're tarring everybody with the same brush. He says, I love you often. You know, actions speak louder than words. Oftentimes, uh, they, yeah, these are pretty easy, simple words, but, uh, you know, sometimes they... Uh, he may say them a lot, but he may not actually show it or demonstrate it or actually um, believe it or feel it. He might think might think he has to say it, and he might be making up for a whole lot of other stuff. So, uh, you know what? I don't think that makes a great husband, so take that off your plate, guys. Uh, he loves his mom. Okay, well, if he doesn't love his mom, then, uh, you know, yeah. Okay, so forget it. Don't don't marry anyone that doesn't love their mom. That just is a given, okay? You love your mom regardless of the type of mom that you had. Uh, and you can, whatever. you Kids just love their mom. So that's a given. He still flirts with you. Well, he may not be a great flirt to begin with. Uh, <laughs> uh, it doesn't mean that he's young at heart. Uh, it just means that it means you may have a flirt. It may drive you crazy that he's a flirt. Uh, with you or anybody else. So, um, you know, when you're going to have challenges in life. And uh, I think this one, though, is good. He puts, he puts you before anyone else. But this article says, including himself. I don't think so. I think that is a recipe for a disaster when anybody puts anyone else ahead of themselves. You've got to take care of yourself first, put the oxygen on yourself first, before you can save anybody else's life on the, on the crashing plane. And he makes mundane tasks fun. Have you ever met a guy who likes mundane tasks? No. That's why women do the lion's share of the housework. Those are mundane tasks. And, I mean, go ahead and email me, guys. I know you do the lawn, and I know you shovel the snow, you know, here, but that's not every day, night and day, 24-7. And uh, this is just not everybody. You may be a guy out there who does a lot of dishes and loves to do that, but, uh, yeah, no. Uh, and he encourages you to pursue your dreams. That is good, but you know what? Sometimes you have to have a realist uh, in in your life too. So if it's just like, yeah, sure, go for it, go for that uh, that particular job or specific specific career. But um, you know, sometimes you may not be qualified, or or they may not be something. So, um, and also he comforts you when you're down. Well, that can be also a manipulative. I'm looking at the negative here. I usually I'm an optimist, but uh, you know. It, How much are you, I mean, certainly when you receive bad news or you have a loss in your life, uh, you're feeling overwhelmed with something, to have somebody be supportive but also be realistic um, is important. So it's not your husband's responsibility to lift you up and hold you close. It is your husband's responsibility to be there It is your responsibility to lift your own self up. He cannot be your main source of comfort. And typically, women have a lot of friends that are uh, their main source of comfort anyway. And that doesn't mean that he's not uh, a very important aspect of your life. Being a hard worker, yeah, I like this one. He puts uh, energy and effort into everything that he does. And also works really hard, doesn't give himself fake titles that don't mean anything, that just means to me like, oh, that guy has just basically stolen millions of dollars from other people because he's just decided to call himself CEO and everyone's supposed to congratulate him when he's actually never worked hard enough, never had the struggle, never gone through everything and gotten the promotions and all that to, um, to be that. And, uh, you know, title means nothing. That was also something that I was taught by my father. A title means everything absolutely nothing. Uh, So uh, don't focus too much on being the president of your organization or the CEO or whatever. To me, it actually is like, um, you know, a big phony anyway. (laughs) And um, anyway, there's other things giving you compliments. That's nice to be appreciated. I think that's great. And also, you know, if a guy surprises you or not, it doesn't matter if he brings home a small gift or makes your breakfast. Uh, there are many, many ways that, uh, men can show or demonstrate their love for the woman in their life. And you know what? It's going to change. It actually changes throughout the marriage. And I think that's the best information that you can have. And some days you're just not going to be that into her. And some days she's not going to be that into you. Anyway, we're wrapping up this baby and, uh, if you have any questions at all, you can go to my website backtothebedroom.ca and fill out the contact form. It's all private and confidential. I might do a blog about you, but that's all, or may talk about it on the show. I gotta collect. I get tons of emails, and I've gotta collect them, and and uh, I'll read them to you because I think that's the most interesting is the information you give to me, and because there's other people out there that feel the exact same as you. You can also follow me on Twitter at back the number two the bedroom. Everything I put on LinkedIn goes to Twitter, I see, but I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very busy on LinkedIn. And uh, and remember, guys, grow, be tall, yet reconcile to yourself, the weeping child. Love, be easy, and be warm. Find the fire beyond the form. Forgive yourselves, forgive sins long dead, and learn to live. You've been listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on Newstalk 980 CKNW. It's been my absolute pleasure to be here with you this evening. Until next week, have a very sexually healthy, hot, and spicy sex life. Thanks for listening, and Matt, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.